Roxy Soxy. Good morning, Sam Sam. It's going to be a twofer today. Love it. Love it. Just a twofer. Just you and I, baby. Just you and I, baby. In New York City. In New York City. We haven't done one of these for so long. Yes. I miss these. These are fun. These, these are, are fun. fun. How's they? New York been with me? <gasps> oh, my goodness. Well, we should first preface this by telling everybody we are sharing a pod. We are sharing. Okay. So we decided to book New York City when it was the G8 summit. <laughs> so literally, and so many other things are happening right, right now in town. And to the point where hotels started at $700 a night. <laughs> and this cheap ass was like, no, just kidding. She's like, let's go to the cheapest one. So we found one for 600 a night. Yeah. And it's honestly literally the size of my closet. It's I mean, so tiny. you're loving all the good close connection time. Yeah. <laughs> the door, when we have to leave from our, um, to get out of our, our little pod, which we call it, we have to yeah. kick the door open because it's so old and it's so stuck to the side of the paint <laughs> that we can't open it to get out. I mean, you're getting the full New York experience. I am, like, we are. This would be like New York in your 20s. Like if you lived here, you'd live in a little pod like that. Okay, you know? so you lived here in New York and yes. you were in your 20s. So can you tell me some New York stories, <gasps> some dating stories? Were you a sexy Ooh. stud muffin here? <laughs> I was a stud muffin. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, it, it was an interesting time. I was sort of, I, I had actually moved the first time when I lived here, I had moved to New York with a boyfriend from Texas. Okay. So we He's had- a Texas boy. Texas Did he have boy. an accent? He did. He was a real Southern, <laughs> real Southern. <laughs> did he wear cowboy boots? <laughs> he Oh, you know what? I don't think he wore cowboy boots. Have you ever wore cowboy boots in bed? Have I ever worn cowboy boots? <laughs> yes. Wow, a lady never talks. <laughs> oh, come on. You were the most open person. You're like, I just had to drop a number two down the street. I was like, okay, check, please. Let's just say... I'm very versed in a reverse cowgirl. Okay? You did wear you did wear the boots. Oh, you're so this is such a cliche. I you mean, are a cliche. I am a cowgirl. That is you what it is. You are a cowgirl. That's so, your cowboy. <laughs> that's my cowboy. So got here. We dated for a while, but then we broke up. So I had a period of singlehood here Ooh, in New York. In New York City. That must have been fun. So that was fun because when you're a twenty something in New York, you don't necessarily need sleep. You know, you're right. Right. Running around, you know, working, going out every night. You could stay out till two, three in the morning. <laughs> can you? It's, you can. You can, can you? I have proven and tested <laughs> that hypothesis. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could do that now. No, uh, no. no. Oh, God, no. 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 We, we, we've been coming home at like 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock like, is br- light for me. <laughs> I mean, we had a dinner reservation at eight. I was like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, it was. I was like, "Are there going to be people there?" Right. <laughs> like, we're I'm, all the like people must be like in bed by eight, yeah. right? The day to day of the New York life, though, is really fast paced, doesn't it? You're it going, going, going. I mean, we're doing twelve to twenty thousand steps without really mm-hmm. making it a point to go and exercise, right? So we're not even exercising; we're just going to meetings back and forth, and it's twelve mm-hmm. to, to twenty thousand steps. What do you think is going to be your most um, memorable moment of this trip. You not snoring. 
I mean, right? I, it's proven. Okay. We I talked don't about snore. this on another podcast, but Roxy, if you didn't catch that podcast, Roxy's uh, husband told her that she snored. Mm-hmm. So I don't sleep well with mm-hmm. people that snore. So I bought a sound machine. I bought earplugs, like the heavy duty earplugs where like they actually hurt my ears because they're so far into my canal, uh, my ear. They're like I'm like, I'm into my brain just to tap. This is really far up there. Plus, I put my noise canceling earphones on and I propped your pillow up just in case you like couldn't like you had to get your throat up <laughs> and I pl- propped you up I remember the first night you were just like mm-hmm, okay and I was like no Roxy you have to put your head like just a little further up because then you're not like squishing your like your your what is this called is it your larynx, larynx? Your, yeah your larynx, thoracic thoracic <laughs> and then you didn't snore the entire time see so it is a proven fact that if I do not snore, right? You don't snore. And the difference between you and me is I would have called my husband. I would have been like, you asshole. You have gaslit me my whole life. This is proof that I am always right. And you were just like, David, David, I don't really snore. I don't snore. So you can't be holding that over my head again. But I sure am going to hold this over your head. I don't snore. So that was my most memorable. But I want to go back to, because I think this show should be about dating stories. Okay. I want you to tell me your cowboy stories. you broke up with him, so then you had a his. Then you had a group of. So you had a period of time when you were dating. Yes. So, so tell had, me some dating stories. So I had a period of time when I was dating, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go out there and meet some dudes, right? Like I'm gonna just like meet a guy, you know, here, there, you know, whatever. Just here, <laughs> just here and there. Because we had no date. We're, we're, this is the dark ages where we didn't have apps in our right. dating. Yeah, you had to actually meet people yeah. you know, or be set up so it was interesting i was dating like a couple guys this time because i wasn't going to take anything serious so i was like yeah of course i'm gonna take- how old are you i was 25 i think mm, that's a so good, a good i age. like 25 is a good yes good time good time so i was going out i was dating a couple guys and you know i met some great guys along the way a lot were fun but i think i we talked about this on one of our episodes i think it was the rachel bilson episode where um, I was dating one of these guys, and yeah. it, this is going to sound so shallow right now, but one of my my uh, one of my good friends, you know, we were having dinner, and he's like, "God, he's like the guy's good looking in the face, but his forehead is oh, like I- this big." He goes, "I just can't get out of my head that he looks like Beavis and Butthead." Like be, that you're going to be canceled. You can't. I- <laughs> <laughs> you just shamed because I have a big forehead, which no. I didn't really know. Now everyone who's going to listen is freaking. You don't have a I big just, forehead, yeah. But I didn't know until I heard someone say it. You know, you hear like the one bad thing that someone says about oh. you that you think is true, but like all the good things you think aren't. <laughs> like negate. But so, so you couldn't okay. be with him because he had a big forehead. Well, once my friend gave me that imagery in my head, I couldn't un- like erase it out of my head because every time the next time I saw him, all I could see was. So did you even kiss him? Well, I think after that, I I kissed him before, but but after that, this is why you should not have friends' opinions. Don't have friends' opinions. I don't understand what people like. Do you like my partner? It's like I mean, I know, understand, understandably, sometimes you're not good at seeing red flags, and people aren't. So like, maybe you have a committee to figure out like, is this guy right for me? But at the end of the day, it's like it's your choice, right? You never would have seen his forehead before, and he he might have like. You might have been in a yacht in the south of France Could've right been. now. Could have been. <laughs> and you know what? That constitutes my ick with him, right? Yeah. That was my ick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I 
I'm never going to be able to unsee this ick. And I it know. just stuck in my head, you know? Did you ever sleep with someone that you really like built up this whole, oh, this is going to be one of the best sexual experiences because the guy's so this and it, we have such a connection, whatever. And then it was like the Carrie Bradshaw thing when she was with Burger for the first yes. time. And it was just like crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Like, have you ever had an experience where you're like, oh my goodness, I did not expect this? So I, there was this one, one guy I dated that. It was his ego, obviously, coming yeah. out. He was talking about how good he was, you know, like yeah, before. That's always bad. That's always, always a red flag. Bad. Always bad. And he was like, I'm so good at like this and that. So like, good at that. Before we even like, you know. So when the, the test happened, <laughs> we, yeah. I actually put it to the test. I have to say, I was not impressed because I was like, you've built it up so high to be this thing. That's and why you've like, got to be like, this is going to be so yeah. Low expert. <laughs> low expectations. I don't know. I haven't even done this before. I don't even yeah. know what a vagina looks like yeah. or is. I don't even know what to do down there. Yeah, exactly. What about you? Have you ever had that experience? Ugh. I dated, uh, well, I slept with this guy who um, was very, like he was very well known in LA. Okay. And he was kind of famous back in the day. Okay. And um, he was very attractive. Okay. And I was shocked that he picked me. Okay. And I was, you know, I've never, I've never had the best self-esteem, but probably in my twenties, I had less self-esteem than I do now. Funnily enough, even though I feel like I looked better in my twenties, <laughs> but I was just like thinking, oh my goodness, he chose me, and he asked mm. me to come back to his place or whatever. And he was a friend of a friend of mine, okay. So I knew that like he wasn't gonna like murder me. <laughs> and I just remember the whole experience. He was so not attentive. He was oh. just all about that and just having sex, and it felt. I felt like kind of an object. And mm. I remember afterwards, I looked at the, and I, I don't know if I've told you the story, but I looked mm. at the roof and it said 355, like one of those clocks, right? That just oh, puts that the time. The I know. Roof. First, oh. I was like, how could you be with someone who has a light projector on their roof? But I looked up and I was just like, my, I need, like, this is a rock bottom for me. It's 355. I just slept with someone uh. that is made me feel like a piece of meat. Mm. And what am I, what are my choices? Like, I yeah. really had to like reevaluate my life choices in that moment. And then, and then I was like, I walked out. I left that, I left that, I left at 4 a.m. Did you leave that night? Yeah, you I left did. At 4 okay. And how did you feel when you were leaving? Were you just like... It's like empowered. I'm uh, a yeah. strong woman. I will not feel like a piece of meat. No, I just was like, this is so embarrassing <laughs> and shameful. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting, too, because I feel like as women, like, especially like of our generation and like how we grew up, we're having these like, we had these sex in the setting moments and we right. didn't even really realize it, right, you know? Right. And it is like our life has that, you know, that kind of same thread, especially mm -hmm. when you grow up. I mean, I guess you don't have to grow, have grown up in a large city, but right. it certainly is yeah. very much like that, right? Yeah, I dated all the guys from La Cienega to Fairfax <laughs> named Michael. <laughs> I had so many Michaels in my I married a Michael. You did? Sean's real name is Michael. Is it? Yes. Michael Sean? Yes. <gasps> so Sean's his middle name okay. goes by Sean, but because Michael's was his dad's name. I, okay. I sometimes get very confused why people name their kid after the father, because I'm like, it's just so confusing <laughs> to me. So yes, Michael is uh. his dad's name, and so Michael is his name, and Sean oh. is his middle name. So I did marry a Michael. Can oh you believe God. that? It was meant to be. It was faded. So many Michaels. So many Michaels. I mean, those doormen, you know, know. in LA. And then Jays. Did you have a letter oh. that you always used to date? I always used to date J, like J. J, the letter J. J, J yeah. Who? Jake, John, Jared, Jared Jay, Jonathan, Jay, like Jonathan, Jim, Jim, James. James. <laughs> I'm trying James. to think. James. Jay. Did I have 
I feel like, hmm, I don't know if I had a specific letter. That's an interesting yeah. pattern, though. Yeah. Did you have a certain, like, type? type? Yeah. yeah. Always tall for me. Me too. That's just my thing. Always. I just, I, everyone has a thing. Yeah. Mine's tall. Um, I like dark hair. Okay. I'm so not no a, blondes? I, I'm not trying to get canceled <laughs> here. <laughs> not trying to get canceled by what I'm saying. Not not blondes, but um, it wasn't my preference. Okay. Okay. You're my preference. I see. But you're a fake blonde. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Do the drapes match the cushions? You mean the hardwood floors? <laughs> yeah. Do the drapes match the cushions? You die. You're a light. You're a light color. Uh, you know, my hair color is kind of, it, it was lighter when I was younger, but it's gotten darker as I've gotten older. Mm. You know? So that's why I got to go back to the beauty salon a little yeah. more frequently. Oh, my Lord. Same. Right? But yeah, dark was my dark. Was okay, my thing. so dark was your yeah. thing. Was there any sort of like like a sporty guy or you know, like what kind of dark billionaire? Just yeah. <laughs> Private, jet. Private jet. I always used to find that the guys when I was in my twenties, when if they had a lot of money, and mm. this is again a gross generalization, but mm. the ones from my experience were never that great as dates. People. As, and yeah, it's not yeah. even that they were great as people, but it's, mm. I think it's very different when you grow with someone and make money with them uh. and you're both kind of coming in, maybe not exactly at the same right. space, but you're coming in like just after college or, you know, you're kind of like both on the up with your careers. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you have when you meet someone, well, in my case, when I was in my 20s, I was meeting, normally these guys were older because mm. it takes time to make money, especially if it's not family money. Right. So they're older. That I was in my 20s. They were in their 30s or 40s. And money can sometimes bring that like when you have money as a man I feel like you have a lot of choice Mm. and so I don't know I felt like I was just one of many yeah I see what you're saying now do you think it's important because I've been like looking on social media and I've been seeing a lot of people talk about this is that there is an argument that it says that people will get along better and have more longevity in their life. Mm. I mean, in the life of their uh, relationship. They make if money. they're both, well, no, if they're both, if coming from the same socioeconomic background. I can see that. Right. Um, definitely. Because you, mm. under, you understand each other better. You Your goals are probably sort of similar. Mm. Even if you're coming both from a lot of money too, uh-huh. that comes with its own issues. Right. So you're able to kind of navigate that together. But I do like this idea, you know, my husband didn't come from anything mm. and he's now building a career and I was pretty um, – pretty comfortable you mm-hmm. know I went to a private uh, girls school when we immigrated from South Africa to Australia you couldn't take any money out of the country so my dad mm-hmm. had to start over so I really saw like his work ethic and starting mm-hmm. from nothing to having you know a, a stable income and he was all his own business he was an entrepreneur um, that gave me drive but it, I, I never felt like we wouldn't be able to pay the bills mm-hmm. And my husband came from a broken home and a single mom and not a lot of stability. And we've had to really like talk about our relationship with money and our goals with money. And that's Mm. something that you don't necessarily when you're 20 and you're dating someone, you're in love with them, go like, what is your like, what do you find? What are your financial goals? Mm -hmm. Like, what is your relationship with money? How do you feel about it? You know, and where do you want to go? And what is what what looks like success to you? Mm -hmm. Because we didn't really have that conversation. Thank goodness we've been able to grow to that. But Mm. I don't think a lot of people do. No, especially at that age. I mean, they're still kind of going out and doing the things that 
like 20 year olds do. And like generally it's not planning your financial future, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but it is a good tactic, I think, for like, especially if you're starting out to like kind of think about if you're you wanted to be with a partner or something that maybe you do align your financial goals together. Yeah. You know, but you but financial goals, I think, is great. But so Mm. many things happen in the course of a relationship and a lifetime together that it's like, you know, many people come in with money and then lose it. Yeah. You know, or many people yeah. come in with nothing and then build an empire. Right. So I do think that there's so many different roads and avenues along the way that's just sometimes you can't fully predict what is going to happen in mm-hmm. the future of your relationship. But at least you can be on the same page of like what you ultimately want. And yeah. I think the kid thing too, like, you know, I always wanted to have kids. I thought I'd have four. Okay. Sean wanted to have kids. We didn't talk about a number. Oh, and I okay. probably would have settled on three. He wanted two. Okay. Those conversations are important to have, but then he always says, but things change. Like, you don't know what it's like to have a kid. Right. So you can say, I want four kids, mm-hmm. but until you have one, you don't fully understand what four kids looks like. Right. Until, exactly. It's like every, you know, like getting one down is kind of a good, like, test. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the okay. first might be the hardest. You right. just don't know. Like, every child is different. You know, right. that's, dif- that's difficult, too. Yeah, no, totally. It does give you kind of a, like, a little glimpse into what time management would look like or what right. time looks like a right. little bit. You know, because I think that there there is some value in that. And it is interesting, too. Because I think a lot of couples, like, especially when they're just getting together, maybe they do align mm-hmm. with having children, but maybe they don't, you right. know? I mean, it could is that be a deal breaker? You know, I think I think that there, people can change their minds in mm. the course of a relationship. Also, you know, not only just with the, you know, the kid, you know, having the kid, but also living life without a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that feel like for somebody? Maybe somebody comes in with it, with a preconceived notion that they definitely want kids. And then they live a life without kids. And they say, Oh, this is kind of kind of interesting, you know, kind of nice. And maybe they change their mind. I think it could go either way. But I think it's hard to be in a relationship when you want kids. Um. And then your partner says out of nowhere or not out of nowhere, but like, I don't want them. Mm-hmm. I would have found it hard to have stayed in a over. I, I actually, I know I, I would have had to have left for me. Mm. You I to- wanted kids. So it's not that I want a kid so badly, but I always knew that I would have children. Okay. Um, I don't think children are for everyone. I think people who don't have kids are just as wonderful as mm-hmm. people who do. Um, I just knew from me and my story that I really wanted children. Mm-hmm. And so if I was in a marriage that didn't want that, I would I would probably have had to leave. Do you think you would have? I would have had to, even if it was What if it was Sean though? I know. Would you? I I, I mean I I don't but it wouldn't be Sean and I'll tell you right. why. Because I married a person mm-hmm. that obviously can change his mind. Right. But my happiness is really important to him. Just mm-hmm. like my you know, so I think he wouldn't want that. Like even the third kid thing, he said, if you desperately want it, I would have to figure that out. Oh, okay. you know. But I also didn't want to put him in a position yeah. to like push something that he'd be unhappy. So it's yeah. it's 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 a hard it's a hard conversation. It's a really hard conversation. I feel like it's much harder these days for people dating than mm-hmm. it was for us a bit. A bit you know, right, I mean, right. I feel like with the social media and just with it, it's just a different world mm-hmm. for people out there dating. I feel like it might have been hard for us. I mean, there were definitely hard points in the dating right. life for us, but in general, it was pr- kind of basic in a lot of ways it was like it was very you go basic. out yeah life you, was basic life was basic i mean all this technology we we say that it's so wonderful and it's so great and yes it is yeah but it's also really detrimental you know doc 
Dr. Aman said that mm-hmm. 57% of girls are constantly sad and a lot has to do with social media. Right, um, right. This comparison, this constant, like, I don't think we as humans need to know everything that's going on all the time. Mm-hmm. No, no. Like, yes, watch the news. Yes, know what's going on in the world. But like all the time to be blasted with these images and they're never images that are making you feel good. No, no, not at you all. You know, you always, it's this constant state of being anxious. That's yeah. what... Because anxiety, what, breeds, you, you need to, anxious about your looks, go buy something. You're anxious right. about you, whatever, go get medication and go, what, you know. Yeah. It's just you're constantly being pushed to go do something for all the anxiety that you're being fed. Right, exactly. It's like a cycle that keeps going. Right. It keeps going. I know. Can't we just go back to the days when you went to a bar, you met a guy named Jonathan. Yeah. You went home with or him. Michael. You liked him. All the Michaels. You did like <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it's, it's just, I don't know how, and, and I think that all this technology, we haven't even begun. Mm, I know. We I know. We can't even fathom where it's going to lead. I know. I mean, think with AI. Can, oh, we're not can, even, we're not even close. There, there won't ever be someone delivering your food pretty uh, soon. We'll have no They'll human have contacts. Like what's, yeah, what's human I mean, cr- we had, contact? we had gelato yesterday in New York and we, we put out order in through right. a computer. Right. Wasn't even a human. And there are certain places where you're, they do your nails, like a, a, like a robot computer thing does your nails. Where? I think in Japan they have a lot of those. Yeah, you just put your they, nails. You're like, that's <laughs> wonderful. I don't want anyone touching my nails. Totally. My germophobia. Yeah. You're like, this is great. I mean, it'll be so great. I mean, hopefully at some point cancer is going to be right. eradicated or like cured. I mean, there'll be a lot of that, which right. is wonderful. But, you know, and things like airplanes, mm-hmm. there'll be so many systems in place that nothing – can even happen. It's like, it's improbable. Mm. Um, It's impossible. But, um, but yeah, it just feels like it's too much sometimes. It's too much. Well, what's dating going to look like then when AI comes really fully into place? Like, what does that mean for people dating? You know, do you know, you can even have a relationship with someone that's not real. How? Well, yeah, there's these sites now that Uh like, you know, it's not real, but the person okay. calls you and texts you. And so you're having this relationship over like social media and the <gasps> phone and email, but it's not a real person. Are you serious? Yeah. And so you feel like you're dating someone. But you never have any physical contact. Mm-mm. See that, that isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And it's just our brains are just, I don't think meant to feel this alone. Right. right. You know? It's very isolating. You and know? what if we get to a point where I don't know if you're real? Yeah. Like, am I real? Like, are am- you a robot? Right. <gasps> like, how, how would right? you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unless I cut you. Or right. And there's blood. you bleed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, many movies have done this. <laughs> <laughs> we could reenact your I know. And when film. you watch those movies, didn't you think like, oh, that'll never happen? Right. You just, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course you think like. Like, ah, that'll. Uh, yeah. That's, Funny. Yeah. No, no. Robots are not going to become the wave of the future. You know, it's always going to be human. You know, but slowly but surely we're getting replaced. Right. And then what happens to all the people that don't have jobs because they're replaced by robots? That's a good question. Where do they go? What do they do? Do you think it'll also curb uh, the number of kids being born? Like, do you think people will have less kids because... Maybe. Right? Because there's less human contact, less physical contact, you know, people are not, you know... But what about people who can't have babies... They now have robotic children. I, have you seen those on social media? No. They're these babies that are made to – they're robots, but they're made to look, look like, like babies. babies. 
I have to say, I'm sorry for the people who love you these dolls. But I, I have like 10 of them. Yeah. No. They are v- creepy because you look at it and it is looks like a baby and it oh, cries. It's gonna get, and it's going to get even it's, worse. I mean, that is not even close to what we're capable of. It's right. I, I mean, mean, they're already capable of it now. Yeah, they can do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so there is a double-edged sword, right? It's like there is good in all of these scientific yeah. breakthroughs and you know, all this technology that's happening, but at the same time, it's can be scary if in the wrong hands. And all you want as you get older, I don't know about you, but for me is all I want when I get older is just more peace. Mm-hmm. Like I just want more peace and I want to more connection yes. and more joy. Yeah. That's all I'm searching for right now is joy, connection, and peace. Yep. And yes, of course, you success is important and you know, financial gain is important, but it's not the most important. Mm, it's not the end all. You know, and mm. yet but money is freedom. Right. So yes, I understand how important it is, but if it's the only North Star, mm. you know. You can want for whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, go for it. Like, if that's your goal, that's your goal, you know. Right. But it's it's just interesting that, you know, often priorities also shift as you get older, right. you know. Right. And things slow down and you see, you know, you see your parents getting older. Uh, and so hard, you see yeah. your children growing up. And I'm going to go see that show. What's it called? Um, you're going to see Kimberly Akibo. So it's about that. It's yes. about mortality, of course. <laughs> Why death am I always, watching this show when you, you're going to leave me and I'm just going to be in my hotel room going, death. <laughs> you're going to be ruminating on it death. in our room. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Flying in. Talking about death, flying in here. I was like, I, I don't drink. And I had to drink half a glass of wine because I was like, this is the craziest, bumpiest flight. Isn't turbulence? I feel like turbulence is getting worse. Or is it just social media is just covering it more? I think social media is covering it more. But when you fly into a place like uh, New York, like hmm. there are weather patterns and weather systems that you're going to deal with versus like maybe somewhere in the West where it's like less weather and stuff like that. So I think that that is like, hmm. you know, it's also like where you're flying into. But I think it's more be- plain. There's more planes flying. There, it's more on social media, so we hear right. more about it. Right. And it's also unexpected, right? It's like you don't know when it's going to hit. That's so my that's, biggest fear. I think it's the control that I don't know. Like, I I don't know if the plane's good. Yeah. Like, that to yeah. me is a bit – like, you're pu- – you really, when you fly, you really are putting your life in someone else's hands. You really yes. are. We don't think about it. But you really are. Like, there's a lot that can happen. You know what? I know the perfect birthday present that I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you a day with an airplane, oh, yes. an airplane mechanic that can walk you through every no, no, system no. on the, the plane. No, no, no. There's a Fearless Flyers course. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, what's yeah, that? Yeah. It's called the Fearless Flyers course. Okay. <laughs> so you're like, the- that's a good name yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. So just if you're afraid, you go yeah. into a simulator. Okay. And it shows you the different turbulences and why things go and what the sounds are. And I know – I mean, I fly – it's so ridiculous. I fly like – like 30 times a year. It's right. just, you know, crazy. Um, Maybe not 30, but per month, I probably fly four times a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what's so that? You're not desensitized to it by this point. Four times a month is four times 12. 
Four times 12 is 48. Oh, this is more. <laughs> I was like, I don't fly 30 times a year. I'm like, I fly 48 almost. Yeah, so you're not feeling you're getting, you're not getting desensitized to this. Yeah, sensation. you would think, right? Yeah, you would yeah. think like I've flown hundreds and hundreds of times. You'd be like, uh, I think she would be yeah. better on the flight every time. It's like, I'm like, what is that sound? I've heard the sound every time. That's so funny. You know, I will say before I had kids, I was much more nervous when I flew. I was very... Like, you know, aware of, like, when the plane was moving How funny did, and all that. I think it's supposed to be the opposite. <laughs> but okay, go on. But so now I find that after having kids, I don't know what it – I think it's I think it's because if my daughter's with me, like, I have to be more, like, mm. you know, stable and I can't be so – I don't want to be so nervous around her because I don't want her to get freaked out by right. it. My therapist's like, is that what you do? And I'm like, no, I think I get freaked out. <laughs> no. Poor kids are yeah, going to be so I know, uh, but uh, but yeah. So I don't. But I also think too, with like going through something like childbirth, right? Not it, it can be a life and death experience, but it is such a momentous experience, it's so intense that yeah. it's like once I sort of did that, I kind of feel like okay, I can handle more things than I thought I could before. <laughs> Do you know? What I, I feel mean? like they're not linked, but okay. <laughs> and I don't know why you're less. Well, they right. So you're less afraid of flying because you gave birth. Yeah. Okay. If you give birth, you can do no anything. No sense. You can do anything. You're like, I'm fine going to the doctor because I'm getting a needle because, well, that makes sense. No, because, because I don't like the needle. Yeah, see, see, I would take needles all over my body <gasps> over flying in turbulence. Oh, God, I can't do Everyone's it. got their things. I know, I know. Things. I know, it's true. It's true. Needles, like, I just, I have no reaction. Oh, my God. I Zero. No, my heart doesn't, I don't get sweaty. I feel like snakes, nope. Oh, my God. Pouring sweat, sweaty, like tears are forming. But what in my happened eye. to you? You know, I'll tell you exactly what happened to me because I remember it. I was Something seven. Something happened. Yes, I was seven years old and I had to go in to get my. Sorry, it's ASMR <laughs> <laughs> with the nails. Um, no. So I went in to get my blood drawn and I remember I was seven years old and I remember sitting there with the, you know, I'd never gotten it done before. Arm was stretched out and the nurse was like, she had a butterfly needle and she thought she was being like cute with a kid, you know, to do it. She was like, watch the butterfly land. And then she like poked it in my arm. And I just remember it hurting. First time. First time. And I didn't know what to expect, right, you know. Right, and right. It, I remember it hurting so bad and just being like so jarred. Like it was such a scarring experience. Yeah. And I think she had to pull it back out and re-stab me because you, she didn't get the you first telling run. Me, maybe I'm going to get a phobia around needles. I was like, ah. <laughs> totally. It was so bad. So like from then on, I always, in my mind, I go back to that experience. Yeah, see? And it just, and I just sit there and nowadays, now when I have to get my blood drawn because I just had to last week, I <sighs> can't even look at it. Like I have to turn my whole body to the side while, you know, my arm is hanging off a table. <laughs> it's just so bad. Do you feel like you could pass out? Yes, I do. So oftentimes I actually end up laying down like when they do it. It's a whole thing. I only get dizzy when they're like at 10 vials. Oh. My 10 vials on it. 10 vials? <laughs> my eyes are like, uh. <laughs> 10 vials sounds like my yeah, worst sometimes nightmare. sometimes they do that. When you were pregnant, how much? They did it oh, yeah, a gajillion times. I, what about going in for birth? They had to oh, yeah. put all oh. the drip. 
my God. So you were like less afraid of giving birth and more afraid of. Yeah, the needle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'll have my vagina ripped open, but not the needle. (laughs) Not the needle. I was like, please, anything but the needle. And then, you know, when you're in the hospital, they're coming in in the middle of the night, poking you and pulling blood. And I was like, oh my God, this is literally my like. So nothing desensitizes you, see? No, 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 no. It's true. There we go. It's it. We're not getting desensitized. I'm really, that's really only what I'm afraid. And I don't love elevators, but that's kind of a given. Like, it's you're in a tight space. Mm, in a little closed yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get out of it. Yeah. Don't like it. You know what it is, too? I feel like it's loss of control, right? Because you're in something you can't yeah. control. Planes, elevators. <sighs> and on that note, this episode is going to be called Control. <laughs> yeah. And Dating. Dating and control. <laughs> control dating. Control dating. Dating when you have control issues. <laughs> control your dating. Control your dating. <laughs> Get- Get- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is a Altufer. If you like Altufer, please, you got to listen. I love you all that are listening. And I know that you listen because we see our numbers. So thank you yes. so much for listening. But listen, <laughs> <laughs> we really need you, if you like the show, mm. to Give us a review, yes. please. It would mean so much to us. It mm-hmm. really helps other people find the show. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the show, why did you listen all the way to the end? <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, you don't have to leave a review. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can, but what's the point? But if you do like the show and you want us to keep going, it's so important. Please. Yes. It takes two seconds. It would mean so, so, so much to us. We love you. This is why we do this. Yes. Um, we have amazing guests coming on for you guys. Mm-hmm. So please go and Review the show. Yes. Wherever you get your podcast, review it there. Review. Yes. 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 Please. Review, review, review. We need a few more reviews to get our spot on more visibility. Yes. 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 We would love that. We would love that. We're going to give someone $100 who reviews the show from now to the next week. So you have a week to leave a review. Please then DM (laughs) Woman on Top Official on Instagram uh, with your handle and and we will choose one of you. Yes. DM you and send you 100 buckaroonies. So please, 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 please leave some reviews for us. It would mean so much. Yes. And I can think of uh, what I would do with $100. There'd be some good stuff, right? Yeah. Get some (laughs) shampoo. Get some. Uh, Yeah. Leg waxing. Go to a nice lunch. Go right? to a nice lunch. Yep. Get a little vibrator. Just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're 150 now these days. Yeah, yeah. You know Target sells them? Oh, wow. I know. We I really, mean... we really, Target sells them in Tennessee. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That is a big step. That is a big step for women. <laughs> But thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. We are Women on Top Official on Instagram. And Women on Top Podcast on Facebook. Women on Top Official on TikTok. And Women on Top on YouTube. And uh, I am Tamin Sursock. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women, women on, on 